Welcome to the thoughtleadership.biz podcast. My name is Chris Makut, small business owner, engineer, and passionate technology advocate for making our lives better. In this series, I share my vision of the future of technology and industry through the lens of a safety and productivity pioneer. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another amazing and, of course, inspirational episode of ThoughtLeadership.biz. I'm Chris Makut, and in today's foray into the business wilderness, we're going to be talking about and how to react to a crisis. Because, you know, this stuff happens, and you've got to deal with it. If you're like me, you were taught some pretty weird and often pretty useless things at school. And the worst part is that they're still rattling around in our brains, wasting important gray space that could be used for, I don't know, something more important like work, maybe? I mean, when was the last time you threw a javelin, used a fountain pen, or actually applied the principles of trigonometry to your work and daily life? As well as learning useful stuff in school, our teachers and parents often gave us lots of erroneous advice, like, Never trust a man with a beard. In the case of Charles Manson, or say Saddam Hussein, that'd be correct, right? But in the case of someone like the Greek philosopher Plato, you can forgive the facial fuzz. If we've learned anything from history, it's that crises require outstanding leaders to step up and, well, lead. And the 21st century is no different. As the old cliche goes, it's tough at the top, and when a crisis like coronavirus or economic collapse strikes, when your organization's pillars are crumbling around you, and your business is about to become an ancient ruin, everyone will be looking to you, the leader, to solve their problems. So today, I'm going to suggest three approaches that will help you not only deal with the crisis, but come out on top. But before we go there, let me remind you to check out all of my newest articles, podcasts, and more at thoughtleadership.biz. That's the website. And catch me in person on YouTube or listen via Spotify and Anchor FM, as well as Apple and Google Podcasts. You can also get yourself over to Twitter and LinkedIn, where you can subscribe to notifications. All right, shameless promotion over. Let's crack on. So, approach number one. Amid a crisis, the situation changes rapidly, by the day, by the hour, and sometimes even by the minute. So speedy decision-making is essential. The most important thing is to make decisions in real time, decisions that are prompt and priority-based rather than precision-based. This type of big-picture decision-making is what will keep your organization afloat in the turbulent waters of change, and it's what will keep you sane during the onslaught of cognitive overload that always comes in any real crisis. Information will need to be quickly sifted through, sorted, and selected for action. So it's imperative that your teams use a scalable framework for rapid decision-making and are all focused on the same three objectives. Identify the main issues, decide on a course of action, and execute with conviction. Not briefing your teams properly is one way to create analysis paralysis and cripple your workflow. 
and that's when the ship begins to sink. As a leader, along with your top team, you need to identify top priorities, let's say three to five, and provide a quick rationale for each. You then need to identify the quick wins and where you're prepared to take a hit because there are bound to be some clashes or conflicts on the ground when the priorities are actioned upon. So set your non-negotiables, make them known, and be prepared to negotiate the rest. You'll also need to choose the chiefs so that everyone knows who the decision makers are at each level of the organization. Empower your frontliners to make as many of the decisions as possible. And as a default position, try to de-escalate decisions. After all, you'll have your hands well and truly full with the big picture stuff and avert complete disaster. The last thing you'll need to be worrying about is why Tony's computer at Terminal 6 isn't working or where the stockroom key is. Lastly, don't punish failure. Mistakes happen, guys. Remember, mistakes while taking action is better than not taking action at all, especially in a crisis. Approach number two, be bold. The best leaders know how to lead and to be led when necessary. They have the knowledge, skills, and experience to get ahead of the crisis and bring others with them. But they also know when to let external experts lend a hand. As well as deciding what to do, quality leaders decide what not to do. Having three to five well-publicized no-go areas helps to keep the organization's priorities crystal clear, which enables better workflow and better overall outcomes. These no-gos might include things like an immediate ceiling on further expenses and pausing of any significant projects or initiatives. Some people ain't gonna like it, but it's tough. Be ruthless, be clear, be bold. It's not a popularity contest. It's a competition for survival. And make sure you pivot and adapt as you need to. What worked yesterday might not work today, tomorrow, or even this afternoon. So you need to formulate new ideas, invent new strategies, and enable new actions in order to get the results that you need. Burn the playbook, write a new one from scratch. Approach number three, take care of your team. Working with any organization requires a team effort, but during a crisis, it's more important than ever, in fact. There's nothing more important than the well-being of your team because if they fail, you fail, and the whole organization as a whole, along with its customers, partners, and stakeholders fail. And as a leader of the whole shebang, that's your responsibility. Remembering people as individuals with individual experiences of the crisis is paramount to ensuring that you challenge, nurture, and inspire them properly. You can do that in various ways, by a daily pulse check, for example. Block out time in your calendar each day to do this three to five, or with three to five of your employees, not just those in your top teams. What are their successes and stresses? How can you help? You might also create a series of end of the week catch-up sessions in person or remote with key members. And you could use that time to debrief you about the major wins and losses, as well as update you on any pastoral issues or concerns in their teams. 
It's also crucial to reach out to key leaders in your organization who have contacts among your customer base, as well as among the other stakeholders. Getting a regular temperature check, so to speak, in each of these sectors help you understand what the ongoing crisis is and have on their experience, which in turn helps you to both intervene and support where you can as well as create action plans that are a benefit to all. Building rapport and trust with stakeholders during a crisis is crucial, but often completely overlooked. Although focusing all of your efforts on financial recovery might help in the short term, however, in the long term, the relationships can be damaged and those stakeholders feel oftentimes abandoned and left to deal with the crisis by themselves. Lastly, celebrate the positives. Broadcast these successes as much as possible and make sure that you focus on success at all levels. Don't leave out the unsung heroes. If you care to look hard enough, you'll find them. By doing so, you'll earn the trust and respect of your teams and at the same time promote a can-do culture. Celebrate everyone in your organization as heroes because that's what they need to be in a crisis. And so do you. So there you have it, three keys to crisis survival. They're not the only keys, of course. I'll leave you today with a quick thought. When written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger, the other represents opportunity. So however bad it feels, however rough it gets, never lose hope. Got a crisis? So what? deal with it. This is Chris Makut. See you next time and stay safe out there. Thank you again for listening to this thoughtleadership.biz podcast. I'm Chris Makut. For additional information on this podcast, including additional sites where you can stream from, make sure to visit us online at www.thoughtleadership.biz in your favorite web browser. I wish you a safe and productive day.